following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome back to The Break. Um, I have Nick, Dave, and then here's me, but we'll wait. we're still waiting on Derek. He will, well, he's supposed to come over here in a little bit. So we'll When you're a we'll vice see. president, you know, mm-hmm. stuff happens. You got into the intro quickly. Not a whole lot of rigmarole. I like it. I'm ready for it. Episode so-and-so-and-so. Nope. No, <laughs> no. Episode two. Okay. <laughs> which is, used to be Greg Zerline, but it isn't anymore, and it won't be. Well, wait, way to go. It's true. <laughs> and then boom, you're right. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, we're in here. Let's go. We're in here. Well, a lot has happened uh, since the last time we did the show. We have Stephen Jones, who has talked. We have Jerry Jones. Also, Mike McCarthy spoke to the media. So a lot of things have happened. Owners meeting. Dave, you just came back from the trip. So a lot of different subjects. But I wanted to start off with real quick because I am fed up with the subject and <laughs> oh I'm ready to move on. No, it's, it's nothing major. Okay. Uh, Randy Gregory, Amari Cooper. Uh-huh. This is the first time we kind of hear comments from them. Yeah. So just wanted to ask you guys, is there anything else that we should talk <laughs> about in regards to that whole situation? Or are we finally ready to kind of move on from that, at least until the season starts? Was, and we see okay, I'm glad you said that because that's I think that's what it is, is these the, the lines have been drawn between the the two sides of this argument. And yeah, talking to everybody in the Cowboys front office, I mean, that's. The line, the the spin. If you if you're a more pessimistic sided person, the spin is that the Cowboys took the savings from those two players and invested it in a bunch of other guys. And I think the counter to that is, yeah, but who uh, are they as good as the guys that you lost? And they're, they're, to your point, it's almost not worth arguing about until we start playing games and we'll have we'll have some some bodies of work to compare to. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how Randy and Amari do with their new teams and to see how that stacks up with what the Cowboys do. Yeah, don't you have this let, feeling? Let me, let me ask you this, Nick. Going back to what Dave just said and, and about you know the price and what you got for and all that, and the players, the amount of players that you got. Jerry Jones got criticized a lot on social media by a lot of people by saying a comment like that, but... You were one who kind of mentioned yeah. it, and you got on Twitter, yeah. and you got criticized, too, about kind of the two options. You know, this was the player that you were going to get versus, right. well, now you got all these other players. Yeah, and, and and I didn't get criticized by everybody. There's a lot of people that, that thought that was, that was a good plan. I mean, basically what I said is they took this money from Randy, and they basically got four guys. They got four guys that, that, that they signed for, for cheaper. In this particular case, I liked that one better. I liked it better because I thought I think Dorrance Armstrong and Fowler. I'd rather have those two guys than to have Randy, because I don't think Randy is as is as dynamic as everyone says. And I'd rather have the two guys. You're going to get a little bit more production out of it. Plus Layton, plus James Washington, two players that are there were high draft picks that you hope maybe can turn it around. So I take those four over one. Not not in every case. But in this case, yes. And that's how the Cowboys front office feels, too. And that, yeah, Jerry's direct quote was, we got three top players with the savings. And the response on social media was like, looking Ooh, for these player. players. Which three are we talking about here? Yeah, uh, J. Ron Curse from last year. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's another thing you got to remember. Everyone was like, hi, hi, Derek. Hi. Sorry. How are you? I'm good. Good. Let's get you included here. <laughs> We're talking about Amari Cooper and Randy Gregory, the comments that were made. We're kind of ready to move on from that subject, but wanted to see if there is anything else that you maybe want to comment on, get off your chest before we put a pause on that. I'm kind of torn on this one because on the one hand, I get the idea that that Randy, although Randy was a promising player, and I've, I've said this on this show before, you look at his numbers and his production year over year and the fact that he hasn't completed a single season in his career. Like there are lots of things that make you say it still was a projection. You still were hoping at some point that Randy would become a premier pass rusher in this league. He has not done that yet. Um, but at the same time, 
I hear the comments about the well, we got three players, four players, whatever. I don't know. It seems a little hollow to me just because the way I look at it is I think everybody here, I'm talking about everybody in this building, wanted to sign Randy. It wasn't like they were making the decision, we're going to pass on Randy to go get these three or four guys. They wanted Randy. It just didn't work out. So the consolation prize was you get these three or four guys. So from that standpoint, I think that's right. I just don't think that's how it's being said right now. And I, I take a little bit of like I take a little different opinion on that. That was just the consolation. You can get three or four guys, but I think everybody wanted Randy, as yeah. everybody's admitted. Yeah. Okay, but but here's here's the thing, and I say this every year. I say about building your team. I thought the, I think the Patriots do it very well about the one to fifty three having good depth all across the board. If you keep Randy and if you keep Amari Cooper, okay, what does the rest of your roster look like? Like, like, are, and, are you, and are, are you okay with that? It's not a James Washington. It's not a Dante Fowler or Dorrance Armstrong. It's not. It's Bradley and I, like, who's not. I don't even know if he's in the league. I don't, Plays for the Jets. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, close. Um, so, I'm just saying, so if you do all that, like, who does, who are the guys so, that you're getting? Are you fine with that? If you, well, my question is, are we sure that if you got Randy, you couldn't get Dorrance Armstrong, or you couldn't get yes. James Washington, yes, or you sure couldn't get sure Dorrance. No, Fowler and Washington could be here if Randy okay. was here. So, so if you got Fowler, and you had Randy Gregory, and you had D. Law, and you had James Washington, is that is that like I think that's pretty good. Okay, who's blocking on the offensive line? I mean, like, well, like, we still got that problem right now. That, that hasn't anyway. changed. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it, it's a whole scope. It's like it, it's a. You're getting these two guys and you're keeping them, but I mean, are, are you want to be? I'm sorry, I'll say it. You want to be Washington forever? You just want to be these, get these top frontline guys, and then you have arena league players at the bottom. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily how it has to work, because as we just said, got to like, fill out the roster. Don't, but Dorn, let's not act like Dorrance Armstrong is some like that's not the difference maker here. No, like if you're getting if you're getting Dante Fowler and you're getting Randy Gregory, I think that is better than getting Dante Fowler, Fowler and. And um, and Dorrance Armstrong. I don't think you're getting. I don't think you're going to get that. I don't think you'd get both guys. You wouldn't try to get both guys. And Fowler's deal is worth like three million dollars. That's not, that's the point. Is that how many how many like skinny pass rushers do you need? I mean, how many how, how many guys do you, do you need like that? You're not going to get another Dante Fowler. I mean, mm-hmm. Randy Gregory got you 17 tackles last year. Okay, so how many let's, Fowler? But let's get? say let's say we back away from that. 30 pressures. Let's, let's and say six that. Sacks. Let's say you that's got. Let's say you got Dante. Let's say you get Randy Gregory. Let's say they got Randy Gregory, and let's say that their third guy was going to be Golston. Like, do you not think Golston can be Dorrance Armstrong? Yeah, I do. Okay, so so your defensive defensive ends now they look pretty good, right? Okay, so okay, what are you arguing? Well, I, like, guess what, I don't I guess, understand. Like, I guess what I'm arguing if is if you get Randy Gregory and you get Amari Cooper, then what else? Yeah, I, I think what what I'm arguing is it sounds like what you're saying is if. If you got Randy Gregory, then you can't get all these other pieces. You're basically stuck with Bradley and I, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. So what are they doing? I with think the you money? could. I think you. Well, they they still had money. I mean, they got rid of Amari Cooper. They still had money. Okay. So they still could have had Leighton Vanderesh. They still could have had James Washington. Like they still could have done a lot of the things they've already done if they would have signed Randy Gregory, right? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean. Okay. But. W- well, I mean, argue it then. Well, I, just, I mean, they still have cap space right now. So, what do you think they're doing then? I have no clue. I don't honestly. So you like, you think they got all this money? They just kept it because they want to. No, keep I think I mean, they. No, they are. They're. They want the long-term health of their cap to be good. But that doesn't help me in 2022. It doesn't make the team any better. And aren't they still getting 10 million in June? From from Lyle, Lyle? yeah. So that'll take care of your draft, draft picks. picks, right? So, I, I mean, all I'm saying is, it, and we've seen this throughout the league. The people you want to keep, right? You can keep. Like, there's a way to do it. Uh, There's there was even talk out there, which I don't know if this is true or not, but there was talk out there that there was a possibility they could have redone Amari's deal, yeah, and maybe Amari would have been uh, open to it, Mm -hmm. and they could have done it in a way to where it would have been a lot less of a hit on their cap, still saving them a ton of money, right? So all I'm saying is there was a way to do it. Yeah, they they could definitely have kept Amari. They didn't want to. They didn't want they didn't to. They didn't want to keep it That's the point. No. They didn't want to. It is, so it's not It's not about the cap, I don't think. Right. I, and it's not about the money. I think they can make the money work, I think. Yeah. I think it's more about who do they want and not want. And and right. that's a whole different conversation. Well, I really thought this was mm. going to be something. Yeah, you're like, oh, we're going to touch on this yeah, briefly and move on to something <laughs> move else. Move on quickly. But 
one thing we know is what they do have currently. That that's what it is. We can talk about different scenarios, but this is the reality of what they currently have. So I wanted to ask you guys about what are some other uh, priorities on the team, position-wise. Steven, Jerry, <laughs> they've talked about the O-line. We know what's there. They need guard. They need a tackle. We also heard about the kicker. You know, they want to add a, a veteran guy that could come in. They did want to sign Greg Zerlin back, but he ended up going with the Jets. So what they look like right now, what is another position that you guys think of as a priority in high need, whether it's mainly, I'll say, mainly free agency right now before we head into the draft? I mean, in free agency, they, they need a kicker. They're not shy about saying that. They, I think they need to do something about their offensive line, again, just to cover themselves. I don't think they'll bring in another receiver, but I think this team desperately needs one. I mean, like, and... Like I said, I would be, I don't know, I think I'd be surprised to see them bring in a veteran. I don't know if there's anybody left that is really worth the money, but they need one in the top 100. I mean, Stephen Jones said yesterday they're optimistic about Michael Gallup, but they have to prepare for the very real possibility that he misses as much as like two or three games, first month of the season, basically. What does that leave you with if he's not available? Right now it would be... Simi Fajoko and guys that were on the practice squad last year as guys that would have to play like meaningful snaps for you. So, yeah, they got to do something about that. Offensive line for sure. I mean, you got to get O line. You got to get a, you know, it sounds like even a, a tackle is in is in play here, like a, a swing tackle be, type guy. Yeah. Should be, yeah, because he's going to have to start for you a few games. Um, and, and you know that. So, offensive tackle, uh, center, guard. I mean, you know, once again, their 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 problem at center is not the same that I would have at center. I mean, I'd have a bigger problem at center at, at that position than they do. Well, you're saying you would you would evaluate that as a bigger problem than they do. I have evaluated that as a bigger <laughs> problem, and we talked about it a lot. Yeah. And you know, they they want to see this out. And I'll and I'll say this: I would have been shocked if you would have told me a year ago that Terrence Steele would end up playing enough to pretty much knock Lyle Collins out of a job. I would be like, no way. Do so, you disagree with that decision, though? I mean, like based no, on what no, you saw. Of, no, I don't uh, disagree with the, with the decision. So I'm just saying I was wrong about that. They stuck with him. They've developed him, and they think the same thing's going to happen with Biotish. And you know what? If that's the <laughs> case, I mean, I'm just I'm not but seeing I mean, it. When you look at how the priority on other positions like guard or even swing tackle, I think that's where the issue comes. It's like who do you put first? Like you, you're not giving that much attention to center when you have all these other positions that are a lot higher mm. as far as need. I'll keep saying it. Like I, I'm not trying to convince anybody that Tyler is Travis Frederick, but I, it's not this five-alarm fire that I think a lot of people think it is to me because if they upgrade the left guard, if Tyler Biotish is playing between two badasses instead of him and Connor Williams forming – a weak link of substantial size, I think I think he could be fine. Uh, again, probably not an all-pro, but like I, if right now, especially, shockingly, they haven't done anything. They have not brought in a veteran who can play right now. And so you're saying, what would I rather come out of the draft with, a badass left guard or a better center? I need the guard. I'm, I don't want to start Connor McGovern again. We did that. I don't know. Thank you. So, so you, you'd rather just have Biotis at center with a with – a, First round guard, yes. probably, then a first round center, and then figure. whatever you're stuck with a guard. Yes, yeah. And I get, I mean, that gets into a fun draft conversation because I think Tyler Lindenbaum, the center out of Iowa, is a better player than a guard that you would get in the first round. But they don't have anything. And that's, I, I think they're crazy if they go into this draft without signing a guard. And they're, honestly, they're running out of options. I mean, we joked last week. Feels like a month ago already, but Will Hernandez is off the market now. Ethan Posick is off the market now. <laughs> Eric Flowers is still there, but like the name, the list of names is dwindling in terms Dude. of. Are you though? Like, okay, I hate that this is coming out of my mouth, but Eric Flowers has started a lot of football games. I like, I would at least like to have somebody in here who it's like, well, he's played NFL football. Eric Flowers to me is very similar to those other guys that have played over the years that you drafted high because you you like them and you have to you have to make them a tackle. Mm -hmm. But in, in reality, 
Leonard Davis was a guard. Yeah. And he was a bust in Arizona, but he was a guard and he was an all pro. Yeah. Robert Gallery from the Raiders, same thing. Yep. He goes to guard. You draft them because they're big and they're strong and they're second round. I mean, first round, you got you to gotta be a tackle. But in reality, Eric Flowers was a was a better guard. Honestly, I think both of you guys are saying similar things. Basically, you're saying I can't have two weak links. Like I can't yeah. have center and guard be weak. So give me one. Give me Chris, if you can if you can upgrade Chris Jones one of from them. the Chiefs is like mm, I'm gonna rush. Here. Yeah, right. If you can give me one of them, if you yeah. can fix one of them, then the other one becomes negligible. And I've got maybe not negligible, but less of a problem. Yeah. And I've got more faith in Tyler to continue to improve and be a quality starting center than I have faith in what we saw at the left guard position yeah, last to be, year. To be honest with you, the only area I had a, a real problem with Tyler Biotish was when he was facing the really good, big, strong defensive tackles that were lining up right over him and, and basically just overpowering mm-hmm. him. We saw it in week one when he played Vita Vea. Like, that was just, he's not going to win those kinds of matchups. And I don't know if there's anything he's going to do over time. Maybe he figures out how to play with more leverage, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Uh, but how many of those guys are in the league? You don't face those every week. So I do think that for a guy like Tyler Biotis, you probably can, for lack of a better way to put it, hide him a little bit more if you have a really good guard. And so I would probably enter the draft thinking the best guard or center I got available to me is probably the guy I'm going to take. And either one, I'm willing to do that if I can then, you know, kind of make do at the other position. Which but, Oh, sorry. But if the, if the best position – on offensive line is a tackle. You're going to take that too. They're going to do it. Because, by the way, like you said, he's going to have to play some right now, and he's probably going to be playing a lot I can in get, future years. And I'm going to go back 20 years or so, 25, with Flozell Adams, or I'll go back a few years with Lyle Collins. If I can get the tackle that can play guard for me right now, yeah. then I, I, I want that guy. Because then eventually he can slide out the tackle. But if he's good enough to play guard right now and then eventually the tackle, that's what I want. Who's that guy, Dave? Uh, in this draft, probably Trevor Penning. At least among the like elite guys. The problem, I don't know how long he lasts. I don't know if he gets to you at twenty four. Um, Northern Iowa. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other guys are are tackles. Well, I mean, obviously they can do whatever. It, it won't matter because they won't be there. You're probably. I mean, Wasn't there an A and M guy that they say plays Kenyon all Green. five positions. Yeah. No, he plays four of the four five. five. He doesn't play center. Yes. Okay. I mean, if he should be on your short list of draft prospects to consider again. No. He's good. I don't like when you start talking through your teeth. No, he's no, he is a good player. Okay, he is a good player, and you, you should be happy to draft him. But he, I don't, he's not Zach. Martin. I was asking. That's all I mean. Okay. When I was like, asking. Uh, I don't know if he's that. Rookie Pro Bowler, but He'd I think be going a lot sooner if he was Zach Martin. He would be so. a dead. Well, Zach went sixteenth. I mean, yeah. guard's not a valued position. In the I draft. get it, but twenty four, you're probably not gonna get the same quality as sixteen, right? No, never. Right. I don't want to. You're talking about. 16 is where it's kind of the what I've heard is kind of that's the cutoff of what first round grades but, typically are right around that that area. It, yeah, they're 16 to 18 first round grades, yeah. but somebody's going to be dead ass wrong. Justin Jefferson was picked 24, but we know they're exceptions. I'm just yeah. saying no, but I mean but Travis Frederick was picked 31. You can I mean this but, stuff fluctuates are, all over the there place. There are teams that won't take a guard or center; they yeah. just won't do it. So therefore, that's why you get good value there. Now I was asking Rob Phillips, who's you know obviously big Texas A&M fan, and is went he? there. I'm just messing. Yes, I like giving Rob a hard time because he just uh, doesn't do all the stuff. And I was like, "What was happening at their pro day? I mean, like, did they do it like on a pasture? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) Kenyon Green did not have a good pro day. Spiller didn't run well. Wattemeyer ran like like me. Like, like, you know, (laughs) I mean, like, it just didn't go. But but those are good football players. Yeah. Like, I don't care if Kenyon Green ran five two. He's not going out for a pass. He's a guard. Yeah, I do care that Weidermeyer ran too. when he ran, though. Me that too. Ain't, those aren't the same. No, that's what that's I'm saying. That's the tight end, like, right? Like, yeah. Maybe he yeah. should just run it with shoes on. I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> happened. He's a good football player. Spiller, too, man. If, I'm telling you, if you get in the second round, Spiller's there. I keep hearing people talk about the tight end as you know a possibility. I just don't see that as big of a problem as some people do. I, what do you guys rate that as far as? We talk about offensive line. We talk about receiver. Where does tight end rate for you guys in that? Who's that your tight end next year? A pretty big need. I don't know yet. 
There you go. Okay. Maybe I'll draft him next year. That's what the nah, – I got one no, this year. No. A position where you know it takes no. two to three years for a guy to be a viable Jason player. Jason Witten caught 35 passes his rookie year. Didn't start all the games. He was pretty good. He Dalton Schultz had nine career catches going into his third season. I get it. You're signing up for that on purpose. No, I'm saying in the in this landscape of – and this was the question – in the landscape of the other problems – where does it fall? It does not meet the the threshold of what I what I feel like I need on the offensive line or at wide receiver. Yeah, but the thing that's is, not what I said. I mean, I know, but I'm saying that was my question. There's a hierarchy of needs. I think they <laughs> need to draft a tight end in this class, preferably not with one of those picks. There isn't a tight end that's worth it. But uh, fourth round, right where Dalton Schultz was drafted. One of Let's the, go. One yeah. of the big differences between what they do and what the fans do and what some media do, and we do it here, is that we're, we're looking at how it's going to look week one this mm-hmm. year. And they are thinking, we've got to figure this out because Schultz is going to be gone next year or or Zeke's going to be gone. You know, They're, they're already doing that. So they have to draft that way. When we kind of look at it from a depth chart standpoint, like – this plugs in here. Here, I'll worry about next year. Next year, and they don't do. Are it we sure way. they're not going to do a long-term deal with Schultz? No, we're not sure about that. But they're not sure that they are. I mean, what did Stevens answer yesterday when you were there? I wouldn't bank on it. I, I mean, not saying that they won't. I just, I don't. It's not like Dak, where you're like, it's getting done. Don't stress you out just about don't think it's it. It's priority for them. We'll see what happens. I don't. I mean, it depends on what he's willing to settle for, what the money looks like. He needs to take his game up a little more too. He's got good stats. I mean, fantasy owners are going to take him because he's getting drafted, and I mean, he's getting. I'm sorry, he's getting catches and he's getting you know touchdowns. And but but he's got to get above that nine point you know nine yard average. He's got to be a little bit more dynamic, catch the ball, get up the field, and do some things. He does it some, but but I think he needs to be more that guy, not Travis Kelsey. Be a poor man's Travis Kelsey. I want to go back to what I said about Green real quick because I don't want anybody to misinterpret me. He is a good player, and drafting him at 24 would be good. Uh, the reason I gritted my teeth is because I think there's a high likelihood that a better player will be there. Yeah. And you, that's a how, better offensive lineman? No, a okay. better football Just player. player. That, Jamison Williams or Traylon Burks could be sitting there at that's 24. That's the question. Derek Stingley could be sitting there. <laughs> right. Shoot. With all the smoke we're hearing right now, Kyle Hamilton, who people say is one of the best safety prospects of the last decade, could slip. Why would he slip? Because his measurables don't match up with what you want from a guy that you're taking where people think he's going to be taken. But his film looks great. His film's fantastic. Give me that guy. I can give me that guy. I I don't care about his measurables. The point is. (laughs) Give me that guy. If he can play. There's, there are like eight <laughs> prospects, and 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 by the way, none of the guys at the top of this draft compare to like last year. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, th- this ain't that. But there's like eight prospects that everyone feels pretty confident are going to go at the top of the draft, and they're mostly tackles and edge rushers, offensive or defensive tackles, offensive. offensive. Yeah. And then after that, it's a freaking free for all. Like it's all beauty in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Derek, yeah, Derek's. I don't think it'll happen. Derek, that, very, that seems slip. very uncommon. Like it's you study the, draft every this, year. How I don't remember. I don't remember a draft like this yeah. where there aren't. Court, first of all, there aren't any quarterbacks to like anchor the top of the draft. Uh, and then yeah, like everybody's got a different opinion about everything. Um, and it's, it's funny because the top ten is like as unsexy as it's ever been. But then 11 through 40 is like, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's mm-hmm. good. Um, and so, and that's why, like, it, I, it's borderline alarming that they haven't signed a guard because I'm like, er, don't do this. Like, don't, don't pencil yourself into drafting Kenyon yeah. Green because you have to when George Karloftis could fall to you at 24. And now that's a, that's a guy that could start at right end on the defensive side of the ball day one. And we don't have to argue about Randy Gregory and Dante Fowler. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just something to think about. Yeah, We do need to take a break. Do we? Yes, we do. Sorry. You're the boss, but we do. <laughs> um, pay the bills. Yeah. But – even though we we're talking about the draft, when we come back, I do want to take it back to free agency. Some of the free agent guys are still out there. Mike McCarthy made a comment about the Cowboys kind of waiting it out and seeing what's going to happen. But uh, time's ticking, and time is running out before the draft gets here. So we'll see when we come back after the break who else is still available out there and who the Cowboys might be able to bring here. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. 
Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. All right. Well, I've done this 47 times. Let's do it one more time here before WrestleMania actually gets here to AT&T Stadium, April 2nd, April 3rd, Saturday and Sunday of this week. WrestleMania comes to AT&T Stadium. You can get your tickets on SeatGeek.com, well, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. And I'm glad I did that because this is not your day to say <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, sorry. It's a habit. It's it okay. Is. It's it okay. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> episode blah, blah, blah. Two. No. <laughs> we talked about it already. It is? It's episode two. It is episode two. That should be really easy for you. Yeah. Which means number two is also going to be a, a number that probably a lot of players will want to get if they haven't uh, already. Is two? Does two elicit that from players? Like, does anybody want two? I think so. I've, I mean, yeah, I've heard. Two Kel- looks cool. Kelvin Joseph told me at Media Day last year, I want that deuce. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he was talking about jersey number. I'm so, yeah. yeah, he was talking about jersey. Otherwise, number. he can go get it whenever he wants it, right? Yeah, yeah. Two, two's cool. I just, you know, I think of like one and Dion, seven. And Dion made two cool. I, I was gonna say two looks cool. I like two. I think it looks good on a jersey. Yeah, I think that was my number when I hurt myself playing the flag football. Number two, hmm. my guy Aaron Brooks. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about free agency. <laughs> What's left of free agency and some of the guys that are still available. Mike McCarthy's comment didn't sit well with me, to be honest. Uh-oh. But um, we don't have to comment on that. It's Wait, okay. You should stop him the next time he's walking through our area and be like, we need to talk. Wait, which one? <laughs> what did he say that made you mad? No, no, no. Not mad. It's just annoying. Just hearing when, you know, oh, they're being patient and they're waiting oh, things yeah, okay. out. That okay. type of thing. You yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. type of yeah. mentality. Um but uh, well, I guess we'll see how it does play out for them. But as far as <laughs> some of the guys that are still available, I wanted to ask you guys, are there any names that you are still thinking as a possibility for the Cowboys or maybe uh, someone that it might that you guys personally would like them to bring? And also comment on what happened with the whole Bobby Wagner situation <laughs> and why it's kind of Stephen Jones kind of close down the door on that basically well you see bobby wagner is really really good at football yeah. and commands a salary as such and i think that's i thought it was but, kind of funny the way steven worded it he was like you know it just didn't work out with us it's it almost was, like he signed somewhere already that, that, literally i like i like you know <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there you're holding your recorder kind of looking at your phone and like, <laughs> like i'm simultaneously like googling like did bobby wagner sign and i missed it google I, like news like, yeah like like i did the exact same thing. i heard it and i was like i was like signed? i looked it up and i'm like nope he sure hasn't steven just knows he ain't bringing his price down to what the cowboys are willing to pay (laughs) right um that's all that's it but we all knew this i mean when he became available first thing we all did was probably like could it be and then we all thought to ourselves 
yeah, that's not the kind of free You know what, though? Okay, I don't want to give anybody false hope about Bobby Wagner. I don't think that's happening. But that ties back into the Mike McCarthy thing about being patient. And he brought out he brought up Andy Dalton as an example of like this stuff evolves. Mm-hmm. Like even now the market is still going to evolve. Andy Dalton signed in Dallas after the draft once he had seen like who still needs a quarterback because that changed during the draft. Yeah. Other stuff will change. Like they they might wait to do some of this honestly. I got to be honest. The wide receiver market is a little more intriguing than I thought it was. Like there are still some interesting names out Give there. Us some. Um I mean Jarvis Landry again, not mm-hmm. a guy that's not a guy that's probably going to sign here, but would love him to. Yeah, yeah Jarvis Landry. Um, I'm not, I promise, I'm not just naming LSU guys, but Odell's still out there as well. <laughs> well, he's coming off that injury. And, and I don't know does not do anything. Doesn't do anything for the Cowboys yeah. because they already have an ACL right. guy. Yeah. Um, but is this the look? Right as, as we're talking about that, name no. pops up no. on the board. Yeah, mm. don't think that's going to happen. But I yeah, don't think so. But is there. this the right kind of approach to have at this point? And and after last season, and also, could this be something that you do see some of those names kind of their prices start dropping, and the Cowboys do grab them I think for that's, at least one. That's the thing I always say of like, like, no, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. Especially, and so what I was gonna say is like the guard and tackle market looks even, it, it looks pretty dire. Not to, not to be a, a, a naysayer, but like, like Eric Flowers, Eric Flowers and Trey Turner are probably the most interesting names, and then everybody else is somebody that you associate with not being very good. Uh, Billy Price. Quentin Spain, who was part of the Bengals line that tried to get Joe Burrow killed. Um, is Dwayne Brown still out there? Dwayne Brown is still out there. There are, yeah, there, I mean, there are a few. Um, no, I, I can't say I love it. Because, like, I mean, you're right. They're literally just like, well, if you're still out there, you can sit out there and maybe maybe you'll readjust your expectations the longer you go unemployed. Like, that's, that's what's happening here, in my opinion. Um, and I've always said that. Like, I don't think they need to be spending the silly money on the first two days of free agency. But there's more they could be doing. And going back to the to what we were talking about at the top of the show, they still have money. Mm-hmm. And and they're going to get more. Yeah, like they can handle the draft class with the money they get from Lyle in yeah. two months. There's more they could have done with it. And, and in a couple of cases, it looks like almost too little too late at this point, which sucks. I think if we... I mean, actually broke down on a sheet of paper of like the money that they're saving with the, all the guys that they got. I mean, I I don't think they. I mean, I don't mean to bring this back up, but I don't think they could have done all of that. And that's just the approach that they took. Yeah. I mean, you add it all up, all the guys, curse and everybody, just you know. And it's hard to it's hard for us to do it because the way it's structured, yeah. we can keep saying fourteen million for Randy, but it wasn't going to be fourteen million the first year. That that wasn't how they had it structured. So I mean. That's not. You can't even say that. You can't even say that they saved fourteen this year because they, he probably was going to count like seven or eight, and then it just balloons out. So yeah. it's hard to do that. But um, you know, the issue that I have. You look at some of the, the names that are out there. You know, big names like you know Tyron Matthew. I don't think they'll do that at safety or Jadavian Clowney or Stephon Gilmore, but. It's like they've got players that they don't they don't want those guys to be progress stoppers as well. I don't think Bobby Wagner is going to stop anyone's progress, so I, I that's one I could see it. But like they probably look at a guy like Patrick Peterson or Gilmore to say, all right, he comes in here and then does what? Like what does Kelvin Joseph not play? Does does Golston not play if we get a Genevieve? You know, and that's the funny. That's the, we said that last week. I don't. I haven't spent a minute thinking about free agent DBs. I haven't even yeah. thought about it because I mean they brought it's back weird. brought back two important ones, yeah. and I think their corner depth chart is in great shape, regardless of what some people think about Anthony Brown. Um, it's the other ones. Like I don't. I don't know what Will Hernandez signed for, and I don't even know if Will Hernandez is good. But he's, st- I mean, he was the 34th overall pick in the same draft as Connor Williams. They liked him coming out, and he started 60 games in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, that's the type of guy that I would have liked to have seen them bring in. And that's the type of guy they get. That is the type of guy they get. That's Guys. what, that's why, like, really, I'm zeroed, I'm zeroed in on the offensive line, and I'm just like, this, you, you're not done here, and you're yeah. kind of acting like you are. Yeah. Well, but I'd be, I'd, honestly, I'd be shocked if they don't add some free agent offensive lineman before the draft. I would actually be shocked. They, they'll do that. I would be surprised, too, but that goes back to my point. Like, it's getting, the yeah, pickings it's are getting good. slim. Yeah. And 
to bring it back again, this could also be a situation where after the draft, some things change. Maybe somebody drafts a tackle in the first round and cut a guy that's hanging out on the back end. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to keep all that stuff in mind. Yeah, that's true. So, but also if they do add someone from the O line, it makes me wonder. <laughs> I'm like, okay, are you at that point adding a body to add a body to kind of back yourself up? before getting into draft or are you actually adding a body that has good experience that will actually be able to contribute on the field i think the longer you wait the more prevalent that question becomes yeah. like the, the the slimmer the pickings get among the free agents you're like not to throw guys that have been here under the bus but like the uh the cam flemings and the mm-hmm. cam irvings of the world where you're just like yeah, I mean, you, you've played, yeah. but... Ty and Secky. It's what you said Ty about Eric Secky. Flowers. He's had a lot of yeah. experience, so bring him in. Let's just see what I think do, I you know? may, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just defending here. I think Eric Flowers' resume is, especially since he moved to guard, Yeah, like, I'm pulling him up right now. I mean... So bad as a tackler. It was just so bad. <laughs> he started... Part of that is just kind of getting that out of your mind that he's not a tackle anymore. He started 100 games in the league, and yeah. he's primarily been... He was a guard for the last, like, three years, and he's started every game he's been healthy for three straight years. Not saying he's good. <laughs> not saying he's good. But, but he started. That is an improvement over yeah. the options that they have here behind yeah. their top guys. And but, in the case of the left guard, that's the thing. That's that is way better than what they have at left guard right now. Yep. And that's also, but that's the point that I think needs to be made is that's the kind of signing I think they're going to make is somebody that's a veteran, may not be the greatest player, but he gives them insurance in the event they can't draft the guy that they want at the time that they want to draft him. He may not be there. Or they don't want to be pigeonholed because something falls to them where they like, this other guy's just a much better player out of position we really don't need, but we want to take advantage of it. That's why they'll make that kind of I just need – I need them to be in a situation where they say, yeah, it would be nice to draft green, but Jamison Williams is mm-hmm. – we've got a whole half-round grade better on him, and Flowers can do it for a year, and we'll, right. we'll revisit this in the right. spring. Right. I, and I'm, that's their MO. That's how they do, do it. The Cowboys have four fifth-round picks. I would love if they – and they don't have a seventh-rounder. So draft a, draft somebody in the fifth and draft another one in the fifth mm-hmm. to kind of make up for your seventh that you don't have. But I don't want them drafting four guys in the fifth round. I think that is a round where you can trade your pick and get some kind of player in return. And that's what I think could happen – you get oh, a offensive you, you get a line you yeah. get a guard that's like yeah we already took a guard and he's in contract year he's probably not going to come back next year and you might actually get a pretty good player pretty right. decent player I mean at least. You think yeah. about shoot Tavon Austin Amari Cooper yeah, fetched right. a fifth we right. could get some great players with that that's there you good go. there you go he's also a twenty million dollar tag I know with it. I'm <laughs> but, being a smart but ass. you got Tavon Austin and, I mean I mean he he was good at yeah. certain things you know yeah. um. <laughs> He was a good part the, I think we all the spin the, the spin on that the he's good at some things <laughs> he, he, he's he good was, at some he things. wasn't great but he was a speedy punt returner and he made some plays yeah no I would lo- I would I w- <laughs> it was alarming at times. <laughs> it was alarming at times. <laughs> I would love I would love to see them do that type of stuff more video. often flying high baby <laughs> easy, every, easy, everybody. Let's not bring too much to the, to the microphone he, right he, now. He was a scary punt returner. He really he was. He absolutely was, yeah. And I still wish on that, was it Minnesota game where he called fair catch and they said that he, he shouldn't have called it? I don't know if there's a game in the time that I've covered this team that pisses me off more than that game. Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dak was just dealing and they would not let him win the game. They just were terrified of letting the quarterback win the game. Mm-hmm. They just ran it and then, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's go back to the draft and talk about some. We've been talking about the O line. We've talked, about, well, they talked also about the pass rusher situation that's a priority and all that. But um, looking at what happened last in last year's draft, I believe it was eight. Out of their 11 picks, that they went with defense, a defensive player, and they really backed that whole area, that side of the ball, very well. Now, is this the year that maybe they could possibly do the same with all the picks that they have, but on the other side of the ball and really reinforce the the offense? Maybe. I mean, you guys just finished talking about it. They're, they're, you, know, you want to get a tight end, you want to get a wide receiver, you want to get offensive line help. 
they could turn this into just an offensive draft and go heavy offense, right? I don't love that idea. Just you because don't? no, because I still think I mean linebackers not deep and and corner corner looks good now, but like Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis may not be here for too, you know too much longer. Safety, the pass rusher. I mean, I I think it's more of a split year. I think this is this is like I mean take good players and I, at the end of the day it'll probably be a five four split or yeah. maybe six three, but it'll be kind of split. They blew me. I, I, wasn't it nine two? It was semi, yeah, semi ball, and no, it, no, it was eight to three. You're Farniak. right. It, yeah, Farniak. Okay. It was eight to three. But they blew me away when they did that because that's just not the way draft classes usually work. Like, yeah. what are the odds that a defender is your highest grade every time you come up on the clock, or an or an offensive player for that matter? Yeah. Um, so I I lean toward thinking no, but I do I do think an emphasis needs to be placed. Yeah, I I. If you even if you draft seven guys, you know if you get rid of a couple of those late picks, two offensive linemen probably a good idea. A receiver, a tight end. I mean that's four right there. Yeah. Um, maybe a, a day. I I think this team would be very smart to draft a running back Me on too. day three. Me too. Um, so yeah, I yeah I I, I bet you there will be more offensive guy. players drafted than uh, defensive, maybe. but I do still think they'll even it out. Not Jerome Bettis big, but I I, I need a. I need a big running back. I need a bigger guy. Rashad White. What what team? Arizona State. Okay. I like him a lot. I think just give me a runner that can He's run. He's a big guy. No, I mean, I'm not, no, we're not talking about a slow guy here. I don't. No, no, when I say run, I mean they can run the ball. Like, I don't care if he's big, little. I don't care. Just, yeah. well, can he play football? Well, I, I think I think he can. Well, yeah, because the reason why I say that is I, I think, you know, Tony Pollard could come back next year, and then I think you want kind of a, a – complimentary type guy to him and so that's that's what i'm looking for i mean you don't have to get bo scarborough in here but like somebody that's you know relatively big that that's not a scat back type player more of a more of a three down runner that you sure you're gonna get pollard back no i'm not sure about that i'm not sure about anything with running back zeke might be here for the next 10 years i don't know but that's also why i think i just get me a running back that can play like i i don't try to match up because i don't know what's going to happen necessarily you know, as you start moving down these next couple right. of years, which you're running back I just back want position. a three-down running back that, that start. Not, I don't want another a Tony Pollard type yeah. right now. I'm not saying they're not valuable. I'm saying I don't need to. Figuring out how to get Tony Pollard the ball is was a chore in itself. So I just need another guy that can run the ball. He's going to be your preseason hero. He's going to get 300 rushing yards in the preseason. He's going to look great. That's the guy I want. Do you think Tony Pollard is a three-down back? Yeah. I do, too. Which three downs? <laughs> Second, third, and fourth? <laughs> Special teams? No, I, I don't. I, not really. I don't think so. I don't think – I wouldn't want Tony Pollard to take the type of workload that Zeke takes, but probably in this day and age nobody should. Right. I think Most Tony, don't. Most yeah. don't. Most teams don't. Tony could probably stand to improve on his pass pro, but also just run him out on a route, and if you think you're going to get decked, there he is. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, I think he could do it for sure. He's not – it, again, we don't need to have this debate right now. But like Zeke, Zeke brings value in that regard. Dar- Just is it enough to offset the explosiveness that you're not getting? Was Darren Sproles a three-down back? I, I don't think he ever was, but man, he killed the Cowboys at times, and he was so valuable in his own way. And so, so I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying he's. I don't think he should be a three-down back, but I think they they can figure out ways to get him the ball more and be a little bit more dynamic. Running back, it is not a problem for me right now. And you, no running back that comes in here is going to be good if you don't fix this O-line I agree with right that. now. That's so true. they better focus on that first, and then we'll see what falls down the line in those later rounds. That We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I do want to talk about the new rule that the NFL approved at the owners' meeting, which is the overtime rule in the playoffs. So we'll discuss that after the break. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. 
where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering from the stands, Essler Lenses will let you see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Well, well, well. Jeez. It's okay. Welcome back to the break. Um, <laughs> wanted to get your you guys' uh, opinion on this new rule that the they approved, which is it, o- it would only happen in playoffs. And I thought that Stephen Jones' quote was actually pretty interesting because I never actually thought of this stat, but he basically said that uh, every team and the team that wins the toss is 10-2. and two. In the playoffs, as far as wins, so pretty interesting data with there. Ten and two with seven of the ten wins coming on the first possession of the game mm-hmm. since 2010. Since, yeah, so pretty, um, pretty compelling information right there. Yeah, so I've heard different kinds of opinions. People that hate this rule and don't think it's very good. Some others that are kind of okay with it. So, what are y'all's thought on it? I I um, I don't mind the rule. Um, I, I don't, here's what I don't like. I don't like one game changing it. Um, and I feel like that's sort of what happened because then in the AFC championship game, the week later, it didn't really affect it. My biggest issue is that I, I just hate rules for playoffs, but not regular season. Mm. I've seen the Cowboys in 2011, 12 and 13 play week 17 with the game on the line, the season on the line, win the division or you go home. That game sounds like a playoff game to me. And then you're telling me that it's different because of, you know, now now overtime is different because it's not a playoff game. If I don't win this game, I'm going fishing tomorrow. So I, it, it matters. I mean, I just don't understand. I, I, it's all about TV ratings and or not ratings. It's TV time slots and making sure that games don't overlap and go too far. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's not new though. I mean, hockey changes the overtime rule in in the playoffs. If, if you're wouldn't know. If you're tied after overtime in hockey, you go to a shootout, and the winner gets more points than the loser. Like I think the loser winds up getting a point for getting to a shootout, and the winner gets an extra point. And then in overtime or in the playoffs, you just play overtime until I somebody think, wins. I, I mean, think that's a terrible example. Why? Because they play 82 hockey games. If you haven't figured it out in the regular season, then you're not good enough to go in the playoffs. But in 16 or 17 games, I think the regular season matters more in the NFL than any other sport. So that's why I think that I wouldn't change the rules. I think NFL games in December are like almost like playoff games and they shouldn't you shouldn't change the rule for it. I don't I don't I don't care, care about enough. I don't I just I it's, <laughs> you have the whole game yeah, I, and then you still have a chance to stop the guy. And I mean, for the for that, I don't think the rule needed to be changed. I mean, the way that it's the way that the league is so pass happy, it's it's nice to give the other team a chance. I mean. Yeah, like Pat Mahomes is going to go down and score. Josh Allen probably would have too. Um, I disagree, though. Like, I love that the league saw a concrete example and was like, this might be broken. Maybe we should fix it. How long did we have to wait for them to change the Dez rule after the Dez game? Where, like, I was thinking about that yesterday talking to Steven. The Bills Chiefs game happens, and then, like, two months later, everybody's like, this has to be fixed. Well, this has been a conversation, though, for a few years. It has. I just, I just, like, it felt like. 
for like month for for a while after the the Cowboy Packer game, everybody was like, "Shut up, Cowboys! Like we get it. You're upset about the catch rule. Nobody cares." And then it finally got changed after that. I thought it was nice to see the league like identify a problem and do something about it. Um, I don't know. I don't care. Like how how often has this? How often has it come up where this? I, I guess it's ten times since 2010. So like every other postseason. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I, I never really. I wasn't as upset as everybody else mm-hmm. in the rule. Like I thought, eh, you know, you yeah, I get it. And I thought the current rule does give you a chance to make sure that like you can't lose on a field goal. So if you let them go all the way down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, you, you had a chance to stop them. You didn't, and you lost the game. Like I just wasn't, I wasn't as 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 crazy about this one as everybody else that it needed to be changed. But I'm not, I'm not mad about more drama. Yeah. Like that that game Give is me more football. That game is as much fun as I've had watching football in a long time. And if you had told me Josh Allen would have gotten the ball back, I'm I'm okay with that. I'd love to watch him try to tie that game. So yeah, that's fine. Especially how this. Postseason win last year. I mean, a lot of crazy games, but they all came down to like those, that like last quarter, those last few minutes where it actually got intense, and you're like, oh, what's gonna happen after playing three whole quarters of yeah. nonsense, basically I mean, terrible football. I, I guess what I'm saying too is like, and I, I don't know this yet, but does the strategy change? You know, do do you want the ball second now? I think you do. Yeah, because you know what you you may know what you need you, to do. It's kind of like college, right? And you also, you if you stop them. You know you're getting the ball, so might as well stop them. And maybe you punt and you get the ball at midfield, and all you need at that point is a field goal. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what my point is. I don't think football strategy should change in week 18 of the season, and then the next week it changes. It, it completely changes because now you're in the playoffs and you're not, even though I've been, you know, it was a winner-go-home mentality. And it, it, same with baseball, which I don't really watch that, too. I mean, it's, why, why is there two extra umpires in the outfield just for the playoff games? If it's needed, then do, do it. it. Then yeah. do it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So yeah. you would you would take the ball second now? I would take the ball second. I would. Just point. like college. I'm, yeah. I'm, you, know how many you, you can't lose on an offensive score. Yeah, I, yeah. I would take, take it second. Take the wind. If, if, it's a, if it's a need, yeah. I mean, if, if, that, I mean, if that's, if that's a, a factor, sure. Wind. I mean, I thought it was a factor in New England. I thought New England won the toss. And the Cowboys played that game the way the wind was. I was like, this works out good. I remember telling Dave and Rob that. I was like, this is actually a good thing. Because, you know, was Mac Jones going to get another miracle-type play and score a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Probably not. They're going to punt into the wind. Cowboys are going to get it and go get a field goal or a touchdown. And so that was a case where, yeah, weather, weather always is a factor up there, it seems like. My hopes for this season were so high at that game. <laughs> and just it's like wa- as good as I've ever felt about a cowboy and what but then it was like not, this is this is great like nothing is 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 wrong with the world even it's raining on us and this is this is great this cowboy team is really good why is Dak limping is yeah. everything okay mm. it's kind of grimacing there that lo- didn't look good yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll be fine they got a bye that week. was the thing oh he'll be fine and they he'll got a bye, bye week. week yeah like, he'll be fine they're good yeah. and and I'm, you know he was healthy after that but it did it changed a lot. Well, everything that. changed. Like I, I, I still don't know how did that no, affect it. No, no, no. Did the chemistry go away I because felt, he was out for a week? I actually, know. I'll take that back. I felt better about the team the next week when they beat the Vikings with Cooper Rush. I yeah. was like, okay, now this team. We're this, rolling now. They, they can't keep it. <laughs> if they can win with Cooper Rush, then hey, yeah, they're ready. That's to bring it. For, which uh, we're running out of time, but that's this is these are the things I think about where I'm just like that they wound up being disappointing. Yeah, and they're not better than they were then. Now, and they probably won't be. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say, they probably won't be, and that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, to wrap up the show and wrap up some of the things or summarize some of the the things that we talked about, which as far as like needs and all that, if the Cowboys had to play a game tonight and you had a choice to reinforce, reinforce. Three positions, only three. What would those three position, positions be? I could just get better than what we've got right now. Hey, how? Playing tonight. A draft pick? I mean, like, can I call Randy? Like, hey, can you do us a solid for one week, <laughs> for one night? This is an easy question. This is a really easy question, guys. Yeah, we've already said it. It's center, it's guard, it's wide receiver. Like, those are your, right now, those are positions uh, you need help with. Left guard, wide receiver, defensive end. More than center? Yeah. I, I, like if this is the hypothetical, so you really I really mean, don't like these defensive ends. 
Like, you don't think that that he just doesn't, I, I think he they're doesn't, comparable. I think I don't. I think Randy is like Rand, I think Randy be given a, being given a little bit too much credit here. Center, though. he In doesn't have opinion. a problem with center as much, and that yeah. that's really what it comes down yeah. to. Is he, that's not. I bet if it was the fourth position, you might say center. You might, but it, it, that's okay. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Like I noticed that when we were talking earlier. Just and and you know, and I said it. If he gets, if he's going to continue to get better. I just I'm not I'm not seeing as much. I I'll put guard for me it'd be guard center and um linebacker maybe. So you guys if we were playing a game tonight, you guys feel like wide receiver's fine. I said receiver. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You nicked in. I'm terrified of this okay, receiver yeah. core as it's mm-hmm. especially if we're playing tonight. Yeah, like you receiver's like, number one. Be hold, out on, there. hold on. Can can Gallup stiff arm with crutches? Like if <laughs> no. you can stiff arm, then yes. That's are you a, talking about last boy scout pull out a gun while you're running? Like what, <laughs> nah. what are we talking about? Well, you, you got have a Washington, weapon. you got CeeDee Lamb, you got Noel Brown. Okay, receiver. Uh yeah, receiver, <laughs> guard, <laughs> center. Okay. Uh, defense. Yeah, that's what Dan I Quinn, roll Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> you can do it. And that's well, that's that's part of this thing. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. They they thought he figured it out last year, and they're gonna let him figure. And it I out. And I trust him to figure it out. Like what he, de- what he did with this What he did with his defense. Oh, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Who's actually, Eric? let's take the center oh, out. A guy. Let's take the center out, and guy. let's go with the the guard. Let's go with the kicker, and let's go with the wide receiver. We're we're have we're joking right now, and it, it's it's not even April yet, so I get it, but. There's, they are putting a lot of pressure on their personnel department. The way that this is, well, it hasn't worked, and it's at some point it starts being unfair, in my opinion. Where you're like, man, you guys do such a great job, do it again. <laughs> man, you guys did a great job I love again. You guys do, do it, it again. again. <laughs> do it again. We don't want to pay Show these big contracts. Yeah, I just <laughs> when, <laughs> when you say hasn't worked, are you saying like the fans say they haven't had another trophy? In no, they okay. You're right. I'm just asking. Like, what is? What do you mean by hasn't worked? They have. Well, I'm uh, actually. I'll take the words right out of Will McClay's mouth. It's like it's not good enough because we're not accomplishing our goals. Yeah, I mean, and and they are again, yeah. even more like I like you can't you can't put everything. On the Super Bowl, because there's so much randomness that goes into that. But, like, barring a minor miracle, I don't think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. And that's what it's about. I, and I know you got to worry about, like, the next three years, the next four years. I think it's still reasonable to expect them to be trying to take a step forward in 2022. And I don't feel like they're doing that. I could be wrong. That's my opinion. Yeah, mainly um, because they lost Amari and and Randy. And I just haven't replaced that level. For and, and and it's it's you can take the names out of it. Like the production and talent that they've lost is more than what they've added in. And I don't think I don't think nine draft picks is enough to replenish that right away. You know, the last two drafts have been about as much as you could ask for. Yeah, and you got like one immediate impact player per class. Win both of those, and and that goes back to my point. Like, yeah, you found CD, you found Micah. Everybody's human. This thing is really, really hard. Like, they're going to slip at some point. Probably they drafted Taco. They'll probably do it again. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Will and his guys. That's just the reality of the draft. And so it's just it puts a lot of pressure on them. That is true. You I, tend to rely so much on like, oh, Will McClay. He's so great at his job, but. Taco, the Taco Charlton, and the other players that you know, it, it, you're not you're not always it's gonna get them really, right, really hard to consistently get them right. Being great at that job probably means you hit fifty percent of the time. Like this is not a high percentage type thing to be great at at drafting players. Like you, <laughs> nobody drafts one hundred percent. Like nobody's gonna hit on every draft pick. So that's 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 the nature of just that job in general. Like you're gonna miss. There's absolutely you're gonna miss. It's just a part of it. And that's. Like I said, by and by and large, I think their strategy is is right in general. But you you can't count so much on that, in my opinion. And they refuse to agree with me about that. I, I I think though, honestly, like like if this was a football game, I think we're in the we're still in the first quarter of how this game is going to go. Because mm-hmm. I I think we sit here in Oxnard if we're all there, and hopefully we all are in, in Oxnard in a week, looking good. Yeah, like like a week into Oxnard. I'd like to. I'd like to see. Like, is this team? You think it's it's better because of all the stuff that's happened draft wise? They got more free agency guys to sign, cut, trades, whatever. Now we're we'll look at. We've seen it for about a week now. 
what do, what do we really think? Because this team won games without D-Law and Randy. They, they won games. They figured out on defense. Without Amari, we'll see. I mean, that that's that's a question. Yeah. CD's going to have to take that, that leap. He's got to be that guy. And yep. if he is, and then some of the other guys can help, then, then they might have a chance there. I'm not ready to say that they've taken a step back yet because I just still think we're way too early in the game. But looking at it now, they haven't replaced it yet. So you have to say that. And that's another reference that did upset me from Mike McCarthy was like, we haven't gotten to the fourth quarter just yet <laughs> in free agency. I'm like, oh my god, well it doesn't always work out for y'all in the fourth quarter. But whoa, it doesn't. You're not wrong. It doesn't. No, Sometimes you're not wrong. They struggle so much first, second, and third that whatever happened in the fourth quarter doesn't. Wow, that's well. a hell of an analogy yeah. right yeah. there. What's happened? Yeah. So yeah, so there's two ways to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Derek, I'll let you do the honors. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you later. Bless. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'll take it. Dang. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!